Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Your LA Galaxy destroyed the Houston Dynamo by scoring four unanswered goals in a 4-1 win on Friday night. And while the defense gave up just a single goal in the first minute of the play, they've been the real solid part of LA's early season form. And with so many good to great defenders, we want to talk about who is the LA Galaxy's best starting lineup and who may be sitting on the bench begging for playing time. Joining us is 442's Scott French. So what are we waiting for? Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman. LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming off an exciting weekend win for the LA Galaxy 4 1 over the Houston Dynamo. Giovanni Dos Santos, Steven Gerrard showing up for the LA Galaxy. Finally, I think a lot of people breathing just a little sigh of relief, possibly pointing to this LA Galaxy team maybe finding some form. Well, the offense is working hard in Houston, but we really want to focus on the defense and in order to do that we've enlisted the help of uh, Scott French. Scott has been on the show very, uh, I don't know, about a million times but now writing for 442 which is great because quite honestly he's been unleashed on the soccer community. Scott, thanks for joining us as always. Thank you. Yes, it's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm writing every day and I get to write as long as I like. Yeah, which means we all, ha- we, we all have to take a bathroom break before, you, before reading your articles now. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one of those things. You'll never find a writer who doesn't mind writing long. I, writing writing long is easy. It's the writing short part that gets hard. I can understand that uh, absolutely. And of course, on the line, joining me as my co-host is LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano. Adam, how you uh, survive uh, Houston? There got out just in time. It looks like. Yeah, just in time. It was. Uh, hopefully, everything is okay over there in Houston. I, I saw some of the pictures there. Yeah, they're frankly very scary, so, you know, hoping everything is okay for everybody down there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is pretty crazy. I was in Colorado over the weekend. It snowed about 14 inches while I was there, so I can imagine, uh, you know, just, just how devastating all that water can be for Houston as well. Uh, so everybody stay safe in Houston, but the LA Galaxy get a good victory. Here is the question that got posed to me after this game, and it's the reason that I brought both of you on. I wanted an intimate knowledge of the LA Galaxy, their depth in, def- in the defender ranks. Uh, we talk about all the injuries that the LA Galaxy have sustained, and that defensive segment has actually sustained a lot of injuries when you look at A.J. De La Garza being injured, Leonardo being injured, uh, Dave Romney at the beginning of the uh, season was injured. At one point, Ashley Cole had to uh, had to miss a game. There's been a whole bunch of change. Van Dam too. Yeah, Van Dam. Rodgers as well. Rodgers is out right now. Rodgers is out now. So, so you look at 
all of these different things. And somebody asked me the question is, well, the LA Galaxy defense has been really good and you, you see the starting four, but what's going to happen when everybody gets healthy? And that really is our single focus for today's show is to talk about the LA Galaxy's depth of defense, Scott, and, and to find out who's sort of going to be that guy um, left out or guys left out sitting on the bench. So, Scott, we talk about the starting four for the LA Galaxy. And in your mind, if you had the best starting four the LA Galaxy could put in that back line, who are those four players? Um, I guess I would go with Rogers on the right, uh, Van Dam and AJ in the middle, and Cole on the left. That would be my first choice for. Okay, so that's that's a. By the way, I think you and I line up fairly close on on that one, Adam. Any changes to that? You wanna you wanna add any little twists? I mean, it's it's very difficult. I think. Um, I mean, ideally uh, for me, I would put AJ uh, out wide. Uh, but I think I'd, I have to agree, at least if everything is equal, uh, you'd want to put AJ in the center alongside uh, Yella Van Dam. But, you know, there's strong cases for, you know, both Daniel Starris and Leonardo, uh, who, you know, we're all forgetting was defender of the year for this team last year. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. It is. That is absolutely true. Leonardo is still injured. Um, I think training full uh, full time again, Adam, is that correct? Yeah, he's in full training. He's been training uh, since last week. Uh, he's very optimistic about his status. Uh, we'll see how it comes along this week, and you, know, you might even see him uh, in the 18 against uh, Real Salt Lake. Yeah, so so that's an interesting uh, a little twist there as well. You have Leonardo. Scott obviously had the best year we've seen Leonardo have, whether or not that was because the rest of the defense was on a down year, and certainly if you look at the LA Galaxy and their results, that may actually prove to be uh, really what happened in, in this particular case. But what about AJ in the center? Why do you like AJ in the center and perhaps not out wide at right? I like I well one is center back is where AJ has played most of his life since he was what fourteen years old. Right. Uh, it's a position that he's most comfortable in. It's a position that I think fits him best. The only thing that doesn't fit him is that he's what five foot seven, yeah. uh, five foot eight. It's uh, you know aside from size, he's a very good organizer. He he reads the game so well and sees things, and this is why, especially when he was next to Omar, I think he was so valuable because he provided uh, things that Omar didn't. I think Van Dam is a little bit different partner because I think Van Dam is uh, is advanced beyond Omar in a lot of different areas, including the reading of the game, foot skills, uh, speed. I mean, Van Dam is is a lot faster than people think, right. or a lot quicker than people think. He's uh, he's uh, but I think that he and AJ, you know, these are both really good, heady defenders. And I always like my center backs to be really bright and really able to see what's going on and read ahead of time. Yeah, Adam, you look at, uh, you, you You said perhaps AJ out on the right. What is it about AJ as a defender on that right side that he add, that maybe he doesn't have when he's in the center? Is there something different that he adds to well, the team? Well, you're talking about a player who, who has some Speed. You can see it, you know, with all his great, you know, recovery ability that he's put forth when he's played, you know, any position along the back line. Um, but, you know, I think physicality does play a large part in where you want De La Garza to be, to be placed. And I think that that's kind of been Bruce Arena's MO really for the last couple of years because we've seen the rise of Bruce wanting to have, you know, two very big center backs in the center. And I think that. That's why, you know, even though AJ makes sense in the center, I think that if you had to pick somebody 
pick two players to possibly play out in the center of midfield, uh, center of defense rather, you might want to go with Yella Van Dam and Daniel Starris as they've been going right now because I think that they provide the right type of balance of you know that type of cerebral play that Scott mentioned and also the type of size. And so I think that with that consideration is why you might want to consider AJ more, you know, in that right back role. He has the ability to pass out of the back. He can send in some, some good crosses. We've seen him get forward in the past. You know, he should have scored against Houston uh, last right. week. And he ha- so he has that ability that a player like Robbie Rogers has. But I think that his little defensive Capabilities, his intelligent play, his ability to read the game really helps from that side as well. Well, well, Adam said the name Scott, and there's two names that really you get to talk about whenever you you think about the off season, what the LA were, what the Galaxy were able to do with their USL side, LA Galaxy two, bringing up Dave Romney, a, a central defender, can also play some left back, and also bringing in uh, Daniel Starez, a central defender as well. Starez. Uh, jumped over Romney, probably because of a Romney injury uh, there at the beginning of the year. But Daniel Starris has looked very good. What What is it about him that perhaps you could you could leave him slotted in? Has he adjusted well to Major League Soccer? Well, I think that he, you're right. He has played well. Uh, he's made a few mistakes, but he's also looked very mature. And I think part of that is that he is a mature player. He's not a kid. Um, I mean, he's a kid compared to, you know, compared to me. So, yeah, I think right. he's a kid, but... Uh, you know, he, here's a, here's a guy who's played a lot of soccer over the last few years at a lot of different levels and he's learned a lot and he's picked up a lot. And I think he knows what kind of player he is and, uh, and he's really come through and done well. And that's why right now, as, as Adam's mentioning, you know, maybe Ben Dam Steris is the best center back pairing for right now. I don't think you break him up right now because the galaxy has been defending well when the galaxy, are struggling to score. They're doing the job defensively, um, and they're doing it against some pretty good attacking teams. So, you know, the, and the back line has been tight. So, I, you know, I, I think that uh, having them in as the two center backs right now makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also think that one thing to remember is that you've got a lot of over 30 players in this mix, right. uh, both on the back line and everywhere else on the field, and really for this to work and for the galaxy to be in position to where they really are competing for the championship in the last month of the season, there's going to need to be some rotation and there's going to be need to be guys getting some games off here and there and nobody wants the game off, but it's got to happen. So I, I think the galaxy are going to need every, every defender that they have, uh, it's just that some of them uh, they might not need quite as often. Yeah, I was going to say, well, so far they've needed every defender that they possibly could have just because of all the injuries that have come down. Um, Adam, whenever you look at, at somebody like a Dave Romney or, or a Daniel Starez, these young kids coming up, um, you know, what does it mean for the Galaxy that they were able to bring up two of those guys and, and, and both of them you know, have already had an effect really on this 2016 season? Well, it it means a great deal, but I want to circle back to something that Scott said that I think is very true, and it's the fact that Daniel Starris has played a lot of different at a lot of different levels over the last several years, and I think that's what makes him different uh, than a player like a Tommy Meyer or a Kofi Apare, who we saw a couple seasons ago, who are making that jump from college to MLS. You know, Starris is a player who's definitely made a rise. You know, he played in college, he's played in was drafted by Chivas USA, spent some time with Seattle, uh, played in USL, then joined Galaxy 2, and he's starting to progress 
in a real natural way. And I think that that's kind of why, you know, I'm sort of leaning towards, you know, keeping him because he's really developing. I think that he has a potentially higher ceiling than any of those two players I mentioned who spent, you know, significant time with the Galaxy. But, you know, to go back to your point, it's, it's very important for Galaxy 2 to be accomplishing these goals and to be presenting the first team with players who can, you know, make the jump to the next level. And I think that in Romney, uh, you know, you see a player who I think is more a natural left back than a left center back. Mm. He has the mm. big frame for a central defender, but I think he's very intelligent. He reminds me a little bit about a, a player like Todd Donovan, you know, right. a player that, you know, all Galaxy fans love and just his cerebral approach to the game and his ability to find different spaces needs to get a little bit better going forward. But I think that the tools are there for him to be very good. Uh, and Daniel Ferris, I think he's a player. We don't we talk about all these older players with the galaxy. I think that he's a player that I feel Bruce Arena has to look at and say, this is a guy who could be with this team for, you know, three, four five years with the ability he's been able to progress. And he can become, I think one of the better center backs in this league. And I think if that were to happen, if you were to see, growth from any of these players or any of the attacking players or even Clement, Clement Diaz, the goalkeeper, right. it really shows that this, this Galaxy 2 uh, experiment is working. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. And, you know, the guy, the guy we haven't even mentioned, Scott, the, the guy who perhaps has taken over the best LA Galaxy defender this year, maybe from AJ De La Garza, who I've always said is one of the best defenders in Major League Soccer and was very much so the, the best defender on, on the LA Galaxy is Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole's played excellent after so much criticism, after so much worrying about whether or not his 35-plus-year-old frame could handle Major League Soccer, at least, you know, through the opening part of the season, Ashley Cole has been unbelievably solid for the LA Galaxy and I think is the best defender on the field right now. Well, I think as long as you throw out that, the first half of the home opener. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was, oops, uh, I thought he was... Uh, was uh, a little bit erratic there, but he got better in the second half, and he has looked good since. And I think a lot of that is is just the quality of player he is. I mean, right. this is a quality guy uh, who has good touch and knows the game and can see things. And if if he wasn't able to get time in Serie A, well, you know, Serie A is a, a very different league than MLS, and I think he fits in really well with this group, and especially with the players that are around him. I think the kind of skill that the Galaxy have enables Ashley's skill to really uh, make, a di- make an impact, to really, uh, to really have a say in how things are going, because here's a guy who's very good on the ball. Yeah, no, very good on the ball, uh, very calm under pressure, uh, sometimes too calm for me, but he, uh, he's way smarter than me, so he, I, I relax on that. We, we look at that from Ashley Cole, and we look at somebody like Robbie Rogers, who maybe, uh, maybe just by comparison's sake so far this year, hasn't had the best start to the year, although a, a decent start. With him being injured, is there any scenario that you see, Scott, that, that Robbie Rogers ends up on the bench on this team? If we look at the, the back four that we've sort of laid out, Robbie Rogers is sort of that missing person right now. Well, you know, you know I, I think Robbie's been a little bit, uh, maybe he's, he hasn't looked as good as he, as he has the last year and a half, but uh, a lot of that is about moving to the right side after playing on the left for the last decade as, as he's put it, you kind of have to rethink how you do everything. You've got to think in reverse. Right. And I think that takes a little bit of time. I also think that he's had some very good moments. Um, I, uh, I also think that when it comes down to who's the better outside back between him and AJ, that Robbie has, uh, has more weapons in that regard. Uh, 
especially going going up and coming back. I, I think that he's much more comfortable going ahead and attack than AJ is, and uh, and and he too has the speed where he can where he can get back. Yeah. My thinking is as long as Robbie's healthy and in in decent form, he's the first choice outside back. Adam, same question to you. Uh, who's the, who's the odd man out here? If you're going to put Robbie Rogers up there, if you're going to keep Stairs and Van Dam in the center, which I think we all agree you do, if you're going to keep Ashley Cole on the left hand side, AJ and Robbie Rogers now start to start to clash heads here. What what do you do with these two? You know, I think it's a very interesting uh, storyline this week, especially since uh, Robbie Rogers is back in training. He trained today uh, in re- in relatively full training. Um, Honestly, I think I'd, I'd agree with Scott that, you know, Robbie Rogers has way more tools in his tool bag as an outside back. Right. Uh, and he's able to kind of give you some things that, you know, AJ is not because he's more of a pure attacking player than a pure defensive player like AJ. Uh, so, you know, he's the, kind, he's the guy that I would go with. And I think that if I had to pick, you know, my group today, if everybody is healthy, right. you know, I would, I would keep Yellow Van Dam, Daniel Starris, and I would put Robbie Rogers out wide, and i put AJ you know, on the bench, uh, because I think that, you know, he gives you a lot of versatility that other players don't. So, I mean, you know how crazy that sounds. You you know how crazy that sounds that you're not going to have a, I mean, I, I not disagreeing with you in the whole premise of things, but both of you guys, whenever you think about AJ Delagarza not being a starting player in defense, that, that scares me a little bit. That doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of, I think he's still one of the best defenders on the, on the team. And he's probably a better defender than Rogers, but, you know, you're going to take the attacking prowess. I, I don't disagree, but A.J. not starting is just doesn't compute for me. Does that, does that make sense, Adam? I mean, it does. It totally makes sense. And, you know, A.J. had a very, very good game in Houston. Right. Uh, and he's doing everything he can to compete for that position. But this is what Bruce Arena wanted when he brought in all this depth in this offseason. He wanted players to compete for positions. He wanted to bring the best out of them. And I think that that's what you have to have uh, with this battle on the outside. I think that Robbie Rogers definitely gives you more on the offensive side than AJ Lagarza. And I think it's tough to dispute that. Um, but, you know, AJ is a very good central defender who can play a variety of positions, which is something that Bruce Arena definitely wants from, from all of his players, uh, regardless of where they're playing. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. But I think that if you look at it today, you know, Daniel Starris, I think is that guy you wonder, can he hold his position? Right. Can he keep, can he stay there? And I think that if he doesn't, that's a spot, you know, for a Leonardo, for an Asia de la Garza. But right now, I think Daniel Starris is playing lights out. He's had some issues as any young, as any relatively young player has, but I think that there's no reason to separate him uh, and Yella Van Dam right now. So I think that by, by that logic, you, you have to put AJ on the bench and you have to see if what happens in front of him and you can see if he wins his position back or wins his position from Robbie Rogers. All right, Scott. So if we're, if we're going to say that AJ starts on the bench because we have the starting four and we're happy with that, is this something that could be adjusted game to game depending on whether there is more size, more physicality needed, or more speed needed, or, or, or something different like that? Is that what, how Bruce gets to adjust this if everybody's healthy? Uh, you know, I, I think that rotation has a lot to do with it as well. There's going to be playing time, I think, for, for a number of defenders uh, as, as the team goes on. And, and, you know, that is A.J.'s role often has been kind of, uh, you know, the old jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You know, he's, right. you, you put him where you need him. And, 
and there's going to be chances for him to play there. I, I you know, I, I like him as the as one of the starting center backs. But yes, Bruce Bruce has shown a uh, a preference for two big center backs, and and he certainly has a lot of options just within that uh, now. Uh, there is so much more depth in the Galaxy defense this year than there was last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned being a little scared not to see A.J. on the field. And, you know, last year and in previous years, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. This year less so. There's just there's so much more depth to this team really everywhere. When you look at how many injuries the Galaxy have dealt with, the fact that they haven't played great uh, aside from they look very good, uh, you know, after the first – after the first minute right. in uh, in Houston, uh, they looked very good in the second halves against DC and uh, San Jose. And aside from that, you know they've been kind of eh. But look at their record and look at their goals for and goals against. Uh, I mean, this is a team that isn't clicking yet. What happens when they start clicking? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. All right, uh, I guess what we'll do is we'll, we'll end it there. There's no real solution to this right now. It's going to be something that's going to continue on as we uh, watch the LA Galaxy. And you know, we say when they all get healthy, and you know, fingers crossed if you're an LA Galaxy fan that everybody does actually get healthy. So uh, if you want to follow Scott at Scott J French on Twitter, go to four four two dot com. Spell out those numbers. 442.com, you can find Scott's writing there, uh, covering a, a whole bunch of different things uh, with the soccer world, not just Major League Soccer. You have some NWSL in there, Scott. I think you had some NASL or possibly possibly some USL in there as well. I'm doing This week I'm doing a story on FC Dallas, uh, on a uh, NWSL player, and on the Carolina Railhawks from the USL. So there we or go. From NASL. There, yeah, so, there we go. Yeah, Lot, lots of good stuff. I, I'm doing a little bit of everything. I, I, it's it's I'm loving it. Awesome. Well, Scott, uh, congratulations on the new post there at 442, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast very soon, all right? Always nice to be here. Thanks, Josh. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Whenever we get back, Adam Serrano, LA Galaxy Insider, and I will wrap up this conversation. I'll once again reiterate why I'm scared that you don't put AJ Delagarza on the field. I think that's craziness. Uh, But I'm sure Adam will disagree some more with me. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about some of the things coming up this week for Corner of the Galaxy on the podcast and for the LA Galaxy as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Recording from deep within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Just Adam and I now as we take uh, one one final look. I at, least, I at least wanted to get just a little bit of an argument in that I still think everybody's crazy. If you don't have AJ Delagars on the field, I just, I can't even fathom it. I get it. Don't don't I don't want people to think I'm stupid like I can't understand all these things that happen but for me 
AJ, and maybe maybe this is just my absolute love of AJ Delagarza's defense, Adam. I, I I don't know really what it is. I just I I have always loved the way he's played. Uh, he's one of the smartest defenders in Major League Soccer. He positions himself perfectly. He's there to make up for other people's mistakes, as Omar can certainly attest to. Um, you know, this is a guy who makes his team and the team around him better. And by putting him on the bench, you're not making your team better. And that, that does, it scares me. Um, I would rather have AJ De La Garza on the right back and maybe lose something a little bit going forward. Um, than I would having Robbie Rogers defense sometimes. And, uh, I guess that's a good problem to have Adam because they're both very good defensive players, but at the same time, um, if if it's me making that decision, right, you know, as long as I can see, as long as AJ is playing up to the level that I that I know he can, um, he's in my starting eleven every single time, um, unless there's some some reason for him not to be as far as injury. I mean, that that's really it. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that argument. Um, I just think that you know, Robbie Rogers uh, has become a very good defender. Um, you know, one of the better outside backs in the entire league, and provides you with something offensively that, you know, Delagarza doesn't. Um, you know, he's certainly good going forward, as he's attested to uh, against Houston. Uh, but I think that Robbie Rogers provides you just with a little bit extra spark there. And I think that his his relationship with the midfielders out wide is very good. Um, and we still have to kind of wait and see with AJ. I can definitely see why, you know, yourself and fans and want him to start automatically. Uh, I just think it's something, you know, you need to take into account. Uh, but, you know, as Scott mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Bruce Arena is going to have to rotate this group many times during the season uh, just to keep everybody fresh and so that everyone's peaking at the right time and not peaking, uh, you know, in August like this team did last year. So uh, it's, it's all a balancing act. And I think that if, you know, Robbie Rogers is given that start. Definitely doesn't mean that AJ is not going to be playing uh, for any point of this season. Yeah, yeah, no, it is interesting. You know, the other part of this is that uh, something we didn't talk about is the ability to move Robbie Rogers up into a midfield role. Uh, if you want to sub in somebody like AJ later on in the game, want to move Robbie Rogers up into more of an attacking role. Uh, if you ever wanted to do that, you could. The problem I have with that, because everybody's been suggesting it, um, you know, the problem I have with that is that. Uh, you know, you have some really good options in the midfield, and I'm not so sure that Robbie Rogers is one of those top options. So I don't know that that's, you know, you couldn't sub directly for a midfielder and sort of make that work as well. Um, but it's it's at least an option. If the midfield gets thin, which, you know, with injuries it certainly could, or suspensions it certainly could, that's another thing that is a possibility, not necessarily the likelihood, though. I don't want people to think that that's what, that's what I think. So, um, you know, regardless, again... It's wishful thinking right now to think once we get everybody healthy. You know, there's no rule, Adam, that says everybody has to be healthy. And there's no rule that says that, uh, you know, injuries won't plague this team throughout the rest of the season. Uh, with the age of some of these players, with, with the, the strain and wear that's put on their bodies, uh, you know, that could very well be a theme and could be a bad theme for the LA Galaxy in 2016. But right now, hopefully, as we see people getting healthy, as we see people getting back onto the field for the LA Galaxy, um, hopefully those injuries go away. And that list is getting a lot smaller. Um, Robbie Keane, who else is completely out right now? Is that it? Um, I mean, you still need to wait and see uh, with guys like Rogers right. and, and Leo. Leo. Yep. Um, you also want to see, you know, where a guy like Raul Mendiola is. Hopefully he's going to get some time with Galaxy 2 in the near future. Uh, Jose Villarreal is coming back. Right. Uh, 
So, I mean, you know, things are looking up for this Galaxy team. I mean, it's, it's a very good thing to say that. Uh, very optimistic for this team as we start to get into real, really the meat part of the season. Right. Um, and it gives Bruce Arena a lot of options, and that's a that's a good problem to have, as the old adage goes. Maybe maybe our next podcast is whether or not Dan Kennedy gets a starting role back from Brian Rowe, uh, because that's another thing that's going to be popping up here pretty soon as well. So uh, we'll we'll save that one for another time. But Dan Kennedy uh, getting healthy enough pretty soon to be ready to take back that starting role if Bruce Arena deems it fit. Brian Rowe doing an excellent job so far, so it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, real quickly on the schedule coming up Friday. April 22nd, LA Galaxy 2 will play at StubHub Center against Vancouver Whitecaps FC2. So that's Friday at 7.30 p.m. on April 22nd in a little USL matchup at StubHub Center. Uh, you can get your tickets at lagalaxy.com to find those. And then, of course, the LA Galaxy will face off on Saturday night against Real Salt Lake, undefeated Real Salt Lake, one of the hottest teams in Major League Soccer. Uh, Real Salt Lake, so you're going to want to check that as well. That's 7.30 p.m. on Saturday as well. Uh, anything else you want to add, Adam, before we get out of here? Yeah, make sure you go uh, support Los Dos on Friday, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, on Saturday when the Galaxy take on Real Salt Lake. The team is getting a lot of love, you know, from the same forces that demonize Nigel the Young, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This should be a good game, good matchup, uh, something to look forward to. We will have a show later this week uh, covering and previewing that game as well as recapping that Houston game and uh, doing all the fun stuff we normally do here on Corner of the Galaxy. Real quickly, uh, before I let Adam go here, wanted to update you on Backheel.com. As you know, we're part of Backheel.com, have been for a very long time. Uh, Backheel.com decided to uh, go ahead and shut its doors, basically shut down the website here probably by the end of the month is my guess is when it'll all come down, maybe a little bit longer than that. I want you to know that here at Corner of the Galaxy, we have been preparing for this and are pretty much ready to uh, ready to rock and roll so that way we have no downtime in this. I'll tell you this, the production of the shows and the shows that we're doing and the, and the content that appears on the website will not change even a little bit, not even for a second, and our schedule will not be impacted at all. However... Uh, if there's a problem or a glitch with the iTunes feeds as we attempt to get those switched over, we will let you know about that. Might be some interruptions, uh, but overall, this is a very good thing as sometimes Backhill was slow in posting our shows. Uh, missed some of our shows altogether. Um, that will not happen anymore if uh, if and when we get uh, full control of those feeds. It'll be 100% up-to-date as soon as they're recorded, as soon as they're edited, as soon as they're published. They'll be out there for you, so that way uh, you guys can get the most up-to-date uh, content you can possibly get. All right. So that is the good news. I wanted you guys to know we're not going anywhere. Promise you not going to happen. All right. So Adam is going to be back as, you know, as long as he still wants to be back and then everybody else is still back and nothing changes except the outro at the end of the show. All right. So that's pretty much simple. Adam, anything else? We're good. We're good. All right. Sticking around. All right. That's a good, that's, that's good news. All right. If you're looking for LA galaxy insider, Adam Serrano on Twitter, it's at LA galaxy insider. That is lagalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his writing. Please check him out there. Great, great, excellent source for all your LA Galaxy news. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, of course, at Galaxy Podcast. That's me all the time as well. Uh, that does it. We will have another show recording on Thursday night. It is a live show. We will expect your calls. We will expect your comments. We will expect your presence either on our website at cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live or on Periscope, or any other means we can possibly be to take our live shows to you. Keep an update for those. Periscope may change, may go to Facebook video, may not. May go to YouTube and live stream everything on YouTube. Haven't decided yet, but we're definitely trying to make the show better and trying to make the live experience that much better for all of you. 
for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, for Scott French from 442. I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everyone.